Hey, I'm Tracy Samantha Goodhart. I had to think twice about that because I just got married. And so I was going to say my maiden name, which is Tracy Samantha Schmidt, but I got to get used to the good heart. Uh, I am a previous guest on We're Only Human. Tim had me on almost exactly a year ago, right before the whole world shut down, actually. I think I was your last guest uh, right before everything locked down. (laughs) Anyway, I am here as one of Tim's biggest fans and luckily one of his friends to interview him for the last episode of this run of We're Only Human. Uh, I say this run because as we get into it, Tim is going to explain that he doesn't really know what's next. And we're talking about being open to the unknown. So Tim, thank you for having me. I think that was a great intro. (laughs) I love it. I love that you can just keep that in the show. So people know that like Tim is also coaching me on how to be a good host. (laughs) (laughs) Or he's lazy and doesn't want to edit. Yeah, one of the above. That might be it too. Okay, so Tim... You have me on the show because you don't know what comes next. You don't have a plan after this last episode, right? No, I don't. (laughs) When you say it out loud, that's kind of scary, actually. So, okay. So, you and I have been texting on and off for a few months about podcasts and podcast viability and why do we do podcasts? And you started going down a different path. You were like, maybe this isn't what I want to keep doing. And you, to your credit, have been spending months really thinking about where do you want to go? So can you kind of walk us through what has been in your head and kind of where you are now with everything? I think a lot about lately, and I think more recently in life, I think a lot about how I spend my time. And I'm not good with getting older. And so I did just have a birthday, but I feel like every year I get older, I think more and more about how I spend my time. And I think about, do I enjoy what I'm doing, spending this time. And so like, so doing this podcast has been, what month is it? March. So it's been like a year and, was that five, six months? Let's say a year and a half. So like, I think every week now I'm like, is this how I enjoy spending my time? And there's different facets to it, right? There's like interview somebody, book or first like find somebody to interview, like spend time researching, like are there humans out in the world that you want to talk to? Generally, the answer is yes. Research them, find them, get a hold of them, see if they want to be interviewed, see if they're into this, do the interview, edit the interview, make it something worth listening to, promote the interview, like gather up all these assets so that someone can actually listen to it. Like, obviously, that takes time. And so I thought about, anyway, I think a lot more about how I spend my time. And the more, the further I got lately into the podcast, I felt like I don't know if every bit of that that I'm spending time on is something I enjoy. And I feel like previous guests would say, or just people would be like, well, you could outsource some of it. And then I thought, well, I don't even know if I want to outsource it because like, I don't know. That's a great exercise actually. Cause then you think, okay, I could outsource it. And then I would enjoy whatever time I'm spending on the parts I enjoy. But it also like, made me think about what role does the podcast play in my life? So not only does it, play a role of like it's something that I spend time on but like what role does it play creatively what role does it play like mentally what role does it play in terms of like me being me I'm trying to think how to phrase it like for me this specific podcast has always been around 
to like support my life in some way. Um, very simply like through education, right? Like I get to learn from other people. And I guess I just, it's a long way of saying I started to question what role it's playing today in my life versus the role it's played and played a year and a half ago. Do you think that the podcast helped you step into a new part of your life or phase of your life? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what was it like right when you were starting it versus where you are now, personally and professionally? Oh, that's a great point. Yeah, all around. When I first started it, so November 19, I was five months out from like the official date of divorce, but being separated for almost a year at that point. Uh, so like really fresh in terms of a big life transition. I was also looking for a more creative outlet. Well, not more creative, a creative outlet. I needed a way to like exercise dormant creative muscles and just express and just kind of like let the creative juices ooze out of me. And both personally and professionally, like professionally, I wasn't doing as much creative work as I would hope to be doing. And personally, yeah, I mean, I was still like navigating what does life look like in my new lifestyle and what is, you know, going back to time, like, what does my time look like? Like, how do I spend my time? I have more time now. You know, how do I spend that time in a way that supports my life, but also that I enjoy? It's, you know, it's like when you go off to college, you know, right? Like, all of a sudden, you're on your own. You have all this time. You're like, well, what do I, you know, here's life. What do you do with life? I didn't have that experience. I commuted. <laughs> oh, see? It was weird. I do not recommend it. We will be sending our one-day children far away. <laughs> You got to go at least a state away, folks. Oh, my husband went several states. <laughs> I only went, I was only three and a half, barely three and a half hours away from home. So, like, I mean, coming home for the weekend was super easy. It's, I, I feel like if you go far, like three and a half, like drive, not even a flight away. So, if you're a flight away, I imagine that's got to be so much harder, like, to come home. Like, you're probably coming home for Christmas or, you know, holiday break, and that's, you're very deliberate about when you're coming home right some people like that both yeah. the parents and the kids <laughs> sorry is that too honest <laughs> so anyway I, th- I think we're allowed to be honest back to you though like where are you now then you know 18 months late i mean <clears throat> where are we all now <laughs> what half an entire year of a pandemic later but you specifically like as you're sunsetting the podcast for now like what's changed Oh, that's such a great question. I think personally, like life has progressed a year and a half, right? So like, and a year of that was a pandemic. So you could argue it progressed possibly a couple of years or it's, you know, it's still March, 2020. But I think about, so it's progressed. So the the time I spend in my life now, like, I've developed a life that fills that time. And so I think competing priorities and just competing paths that are opportunities to go down exist now that didn't exist before. There was no competition before. Um, I think also there's a little bit of like wrestling. And I think this comes with any creative project, wrestling with what that creative project should be like how grand it should be. When I started the podcast, I had no ambitions whatsoever. Like I intentionally kept everything extremely slim. Um, 
And what I mean by that is like, I didn't buy any equipment. I didn't do any research. I didn't do anything. I designed the, I don't know, the podcast cover art, like the, you know, what you see on iTunes or on Apple Podcasts on a bus ride home from Indianapolis, you know, with a friend of mine, like I got out Photoshop and I was like, I, you know, I was like, I'm launching this podcast. By the time we get home in three hours, I'll just have some art. Like, that's it. Who cares? And like, I put a lot of thought into it, but like, it was again, like, don't think about this, just do it, which was so against anything I normally do creatively. And so I had no ambition. I had no goals. My only goal was like, I need to start talking to people about their lives because like my life is different now. And I need to start understanding how other people who have gone through changes like are still, you know, have figured it out. Right. And so as, as the, you know, as you progress with the creative project, I think your your goals can change and your ambitions can change and therefore the motivation can change. And so I think that's a lot of what happened is like over time, I thought, you know, then there was the pandemic, right? All of a sudden you have March, April, May of 2020. I, like many others who are fortunate enough, had a lot of time on their hands working from home. And so I was able to put a lot of creative energy into the creative project, the podcast, and think about how can I make it more grand? But at times it didn't feel right. You know, like I felt like that's what I was supposed to do because that's what you do with a creative project. And especially in the heyday of podcasting, which you could argue is still happening, grow, right? Like grow. It didn't feel right. Um, and so when I think about now versus a year and a half ago, or even, you know, in the middle of that, like maybe it fulfilled its purpose or at least this run has, you know, like this season, whatever, whatever this becomes. And like the, you know, when I texted you and I was like, I think I have to pause or stop the podcast. But like, I feel like it's this train that's going that I can't stop because then it's like you failed, you know, and I can't exactly jump off because then who keeps it going? But (laughs) yeah, there you go. And so I was like, you know, like, and it was so funny because I, it took me a while to text you about it because I was like, as soon as I do that, that thought becomes real. I'm like, for now, that thought's in my head and I can just ignore it or like pretend it never happened. But I was like, no, I I need to make it real because I need to like, I need to struggle with this. And so I was like, if I text Tracy, then she heard me and then she like, it's a real thought that's now out in the world. And like, I feel so honored that I was the person you texted to share this with, like, (laughs) <laughs> Probably because you're like, she'll totally be blunt. <laughs> <laughs> well, part of it, for sure, which I fully respect. I'm a blunt person. But but yeah, I mean, that's part of it, for sure. I was like, she'll have a thought on this, at least. You know, like, I can, like, share the struggle in that respect. But it was, yeah, it was a great exercise in, like, okay, this is... I think there's so much value. I'm guilty of this all the time. Like, you you just talking to somebody about something like changes your perspective entirely. And I mean, that's why we vent to each other. Right. But yeah, to be fair, we mostly vent about marketing, like, and how marketing tactics don't always work. We should talk about that at some point. (laughs) I I, I didn't mean necessarily you and I, I meant just humans. Let me like tell everybody. (laughs) Yes. You and I, Uh, but I, yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't even remember what your question was, but, um, (laughs) but um Long story short, yeah, I think maybe it fulfilled its purpose. I mean, but just think about like so many lives that your podcast has touched. I will tell a story. Wait, hang on. Before you tell that story, I just want to address that. Like, while I do think about that and I do get 
signals of that. I think largely, and this is part of what I struggle with, is there's really no way to understand <sighs> how many people you've touched, if any. Like, I talked to Lydia Slaby, and I've talked to a few authors, but like, we talked about like, part of the reason, whenever I reach out to an author, and and and, and I'm Shane Snow too, whenever I interview an author, I said like, it's generally because their book really resonated with me. Like Shane's I read twice. And I, we would talk about this, about how it's really hard to like, with a book specifically, you write a book, you throw it out there. And like, yeah, people write Amazon reviews, but like how many other people are you affecting that you'll never hear from? I often felt like that and do feel like that with the podcast. Like I want to believe I'm, I'm reaching a lot of lives and at least touching people the way that I hope to be. But I honestly... Other than like the quote unquote, you know, Amazon reviews that I've gotten or emails, like it's hard to know that. That must be so frustrating then because you're like, why am I still doing this? Right? For sure. Yeah. But that comes back to, and I didn't mean to interrupt because I know you have a question, but that I have comes. a story. It's a good story. Oh, I like stories. I'll wrap it's this up. That goes okay. back to that whole idea of like, what, what's the motivation behind doing this? Right. Like, you know, is it to touch other people's lives and impact them in a positive way? Well, sure. But, you know, or is it that old kind of adage, like, as long as you're doing this for yourself, and if nobody or one person was listening, you'd keep doing it, then you're okay, right? So, it just becomes, I have to, like, ask myself that. Like, you know, if I open the statistics tomorrow or next week or next month, and, you know, for the past 30 days, one person has listened per day, <laughs> is that good enough? You know, are you okay with that? Are you? Maybe not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my story. <clears throat> Let me take some water. That's a cool water bottle. It looks like a beer bottle. No, it doesn't. It looks like a purple water bottle. Does it? I don't drink beer. I miss I don't beer. know, but this is okay. my favorite part of podcasts is when people talk about things that the listeners can't see. <laughs> oh, wow. It is a purple water <laughs> bottle. Okay, so my story. So a little exactly a year ago, I think a week and a year ago, my podcast by you with you was released. Amazing. It was the first time I talked about being socially authentic, which is now all I talk about. So that was amazing. But I was on the show with you. And I was driving in a car with my mother. This was literally the week before everything shut down, just for context. And we listened to the show. And she loved it. And she's like, I didn't know that about you. And I was like, what? You're my mother. She's like, oh, you never told me that. I was like, oh. And so we bonded. And it like, granted, like the rest of the year was pretty rough between us. <laughs> like weddings do that. <laughs> but like, <laughs> it was like this moment that you helped foster. And it was profoundly beautiful. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And see, like, moments like that are amazing, right? And I hope that's the case. I think they're just hard. Like, you know, had you, and I think you've actually told me that before, but had you not told me, like, I would never know, which is okay. I it's have just, another one. I have oh, a different yeah? episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is great. It should just be how Tim's show. <laughs> You're <laughs> like, here's how we'll solve this problem. I'll just what? gather everyone and tell him how he's touching like, well, I'm just gonna come. So you had, you know this person, I'm not going to say who it is. You had a friend of mine, a former friend of mine on your show. And we lost touch because we just had a falling out. And you had this person on your show and the person said a lot of things that I remember happening because I was that person's friend and I didn't know them because she didn't tell me them. And 
I was like, holy crap, if she had only told me that, I could have been a different kind of friend for her and the friend that she probably needed. And I ended up actually messaging her after hearing your show. You did? I did. Oh, I didn't know and that. Yeah, I guess I didn't tell you. I mean, it was just like, I was just like, hey, I heard the thing, like, I'm so sorry. I had no idea. That was such a rough time for both of us. I wish I could have been a better friend. And she wrote something back very sweet saying something like something similar. And it's kind of that. I mean, it's kind of hard to come back from like a, a friendship that ended a while ago and you haven't been in touch, but it like so was lovely. And you facilitated that with your show. Oh, I love that. That's yeah. so, that so speaks to like, I think my biggest motivation behind the podcast is just that idea that like we're not alone like there's so many life situations that you go through as an individual that are almost guaranteed to not be your unique life situation like somebody else has been through a variation of it and if you could only find that person and just like talk to them about it it changes everything or at least hear their story so that you feel validated um and i know that's not exactly what happened there but it's just this idea that like we all have this life you know, there's there's so much messiness of life happening, but unless we like share it with each other, we all feel like we're doing it alone. And that's just the worst feeling in the world. Oh my gosh. You know what this makes me remember is our 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 only our one and only argument. <laughs> Do you remember what we argued about via text message? It was related to marketing. Marketing uh, magic ab- analytics. Magic. Yeah, something about something about analytics and like measuring I don't know. We were measuring something. Oh, I was like, it doesn't always have to be data. Sometimes it's just magic, Tim. And you're like, what is magic? And I'm like, it's magic. You're like, give me the data. I'm like, no, it's magic. And I was like, so annoyed with you. I think I didn't talk to you for a week. Because <laughs> I was like, he doesn't get it. But like the way you were talking right now, I'm like, yes, of course, there's the data. And as a marketing professor, I totally appreciate the data. But as a spiritual being, I'm like, there's magic. And you can have both. And sometimes the magic isn't easily quantifiable. Oh, there is definitely magic. I was, oh my gosh, it was a couple weeks ago. My son had, there's like Facebook Messenger for kids. So my kids like this sometimes. Are you kidding? No, I, no. Is it like primary colors and rainbows and No, I think it's probably more just like it only lets them talk to like, like certain people or something so disturbing sorry (laughs) yeah (laughs) but they so they sometimes like message me on it and and my son had we were gosh was it maybe one the marvel show wandavision some show where the three of us are watching together and i don't remember if he had messaged me and was waiting or i was gonna message him back but i remember i was cleaning around my apartment and it just in my head i was like oh i'm gonna message Noah back about, you know, he, he, had, he had said something on the chat and I'm going to message him back. And I walked over to my phone and at that exact moment, like, because he's not on there all the time, like, you know, it's very sporadically. At that exact moment, he sent me a message about the thing that I was going to talk to him about. And it was this weird, like, cosmic entire coincidence, possibly. But it like, that was magic. I was like, ah! what are the chances that like you happened to think the exact same thought I did at that exact same time? I was walking over to my phone and I picked it up and there's his message coming in right then about what I would, you know, it was like, yep. that's magic. It is. There's a good quote for that. Uh, a nun told it to me once because I used to write about religion. And she said, those 
Things that you think are coincidences are God talking to you. My mom used to always say, who who is more religious than me always and more in the past, but that um, my grandmother who passed away, my grandma passed away when I was in like second grade. So every time I thunder and my mom would always say that she was bowling in heaven and got a strike. Ah! And I always remember that. I mean... I don't know. I, I I really think like spiritually, karmically, your this podcast is already touched so many people, and I I only think there will be ripple effects that you may hear for years and years. Yeah, I really do. That would be great. I just got um one, a former guest. Just um a former guest. That sounds weird. Like she's still a guest. I mean, she exists, and her episode guest? exists. Previous I'm guest? a former, a previous. <laughs> Alumni, an alumna of your show. There you go. She emailed me, was it yesterday? I got to email her back um, before this airs for sure. Uh, (laughs) Like, awkward. He never responded. So go on. Go on. (laughs) And she said, um, she was like, oh, I just listened to, you know, this other mutual friends episode. You know, I interviewed someone else she knew and she listened to it and was like, hey, this is. You know, it reminds me of how good you are at this. And like, I, I list our conversation was one of the best from last year. And just thank you so much. And it was just kind of this like, you know, reaching out of like, hey, like you did it again. And I'm so happy we had our conversation. Like, thank you. How are you? That kind of thing. And yeah, it was that moment of like, oh my gosh, like, I'm so glad that you enjoyed it. I loved our conversation. I'm so glad that it meant something to you. And again, I never, you know, would have known had she not, you know, reached I f- out. I feel like you're going to get flooded with messages or emails when this airs tim i just wanted to let you know the thing great now if you don't i need to like start a campaign so that you do because <laughs> that would suck I, that no, would be a I, fun little uh buy product of this i never thought about that oh my, i mean what are you gonna do with all of this is there such, i mean we talked about this you have such amazing content and gems in all of these conversations i don't know i've been thinking about that because when i had before there were podcasts when I had a web video interview series back a decade ago called Beyond the Pedway, I did tons of interviews and, and had tons of great content centered around entrepreneurs. And for whatever reason, I decided to like stop the hosting and stop the domain. Luckily, they're all on YouTube, which I can't find access to the YouTube account, but like the video interviews still exist. Um, but this time around, I'm like, I'm not going to make that same mistake. Like, I'm going to keep whatever this is alive in the universe for, I don't know, an indefinite amount of time. Um, so I, I've learned from a previous creative project that See? let it live on. That's good. I mean, would you ever like publish it into a book or anything like that? I don't know. I really have not. I think it would be cool. I think it would be cool also to just have some sort of like, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is like almost like destination where it's just like a grid of faces, all the people. And then like, you can either learn more about them or the lessons that they shared or the main points they shared or quotes that they shared, you know, in their conversation and we're only human. But, um, cause that's like, when I set out to do this, that was kind of the idea, right? Is I just want to start talking to other human beings, <laughs> other people that I'm attracted to in terms of like curiosity. Like there's something about their story I need to learn more about. Um, and, you know, that curiosity still exists. That's the part that I've probably struggled with in terms of thinking about the future of what we're only human is and what it means to me is my curiosity hasn't gone away. I still sometimes find people and I'm like, I should, you know, interview them. And then, 
you know, I think about, well, I don't know if I want to, you know, this whole thought process, like, do I want to continue doing this? But there are still people, there's someone just the other day, I was like, gosh, I wish I was continuing We're Only Human. I want to reach out to her and you know, interview her. But what about We're Only Human goes to Clubhouse? <laughs> I got to figure out Clubhouse first. Oh my gosh, you need to. I mean, I've literally only taken a day to figure it out. I mean, I'm right ahead of you, but. It's amazing. Well, you already really have a club or a room or whatever. I know. I guess I'm cool. Yeah. I Who mean, you're, you're far ahead there. I might be looking to you for advice if I... I I will give you whatever I know. But I, I, what I like about Clubhouse and why I think it could resonate with you is it's real time and you get immediate feedback and you don't have to spend hours producing and editing. I mean, and it's so cool and hip that everybody wants to be in it. Okay, that right? actually sounds really cool. Right? Yeah. And it's hockey sticking right now, so you get in now, you can build your audience really fast. All right. I you got some gears turning in my head. It might be I worth... think you need to be a guest in my new club called Socially Authentic. <laughs> Seriously. I, <laughs> sure. <laughs> We're gonna talk about social media, mental wellness, and personal growth, which is perfect to talk with you about because you literally are the embodiment of like personal growth and the internet. <laughs> I love it. And then maybe I can set up a club or something and we can yes. talk about that. Oh, this is interesting. See? Goosebumps. Goosebumps. Oh my gosh, this is very Magic. interesting. Magic. Because one of the, you know, it's funny you mentioned the real the real time aspect is appealing to me because, so I don't know if we knew each other back in the day when I was doing the Entrepreneurs Unplugged events in Chicago. Ish. 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 I knew okay. of you. So these yeah, were live yeah. events, uh, intimate events at a theater, like on a weekday night. And we would gather like, household name or or at least you know people could learn from entrepreneurs around chicagoland and they were basically the, the whole idea was vh1 storytellers but for entrepreneurs like we wanted to get the raw story from them in an intimate setting like none of the bs and we wanted to get lessons like actionable tips so these were always in-person events and i always loved them and then when we're doing when i was doing we're only human at the beginning of 2020 when the pandemic hit i thought to myself when I was really feeling the lack of human connection, I thought, I really want to do a live event series of We're Only Human. Like, I would love to just kind of combine We're Only Human podcasts with the Entrepreneurs event series and find a way to do that. And of course... Entrepreneurs are all over Clubhouse. Like, literally. Well, not so much it's, the... More of uh, like, you just I want to do like, a live event series. Like, take, take uh, We're Only Human do like live podcasts almost. But what you've just proposed with Clubhouse is maybe now not the physical part of it, but it might be a way to experiment with that. For sure. Yeah. And until you can like gather in person again, then that'd be great. And yeah. literally like Tim, I'm on, I was on it. They're like this woman person's like, I'm in Berlin. I'm in Australia. I'm in Nigeria. All in the same room talking to each other. I was like. I have a lot of questions for you that I will follow up with, but I, oh my gosh. I will say you've sparked, you've got a, you, there's I a see spark it. now. I see the light. <laughs> yes. Yes. If only you all could see the light in his eyes now. <laughs> Before it was like, what the hell am I doing? Why am I talking about this? <laughs> Did I? Yeah, anyway. No, I, I just, I think it's, I honestly, I think it's the next evolution of audio, social media, right? I mean, podcasting is maybe social media in some way. Mm, not really. But this is a new way of social media is what I'm trying to say. It is a format in which you can have conversations with anyone in really niche topics or broad topics in real time and reach people all over the world. Well, I think it's you, so cool. Yeah. And you also highlight, 
I think you've given me a little bit of clarity on, as I mentioned, the whole idea behind We're Only Human and the curiosity that drives it for me is still there. I still am curious. I still want to learn to some extent. And I want to keep, if anything, even if maybe the part of me that needs those lessons is at the moment a little bit less than it was, and maybe it'll go back up or I need more help from other people. I still want to be the conduit because I, I benefited so much going through my life event. I want to be the conduit to help, you know, connect people with people and connect those stories kind of, you know, you gave some great examples earlier. And so maybe if the podcast format for now is something I want to sunset, you've given a little clarity now, like, well, the whole thing, the whole movement, whatever we're only human is, doesn't have to end. That can continue to live on in other mediums, other formats. Until this moment, I didn't think of it that way. And you know what's so cool? It's like, I love that the name, we're only human, because it's literally like people in other countries that otherwise may never have met someone from that country in this room talking about whatever. Oh, I love that. It's like, oh, we're only human. We're all here talking about X or Y. I love Even though we may have preconceived notions about what a person from that country is or whatever. Right? Yes. Oh, I love this. Goosebumps magic. Goosebumps (laughs) <laughs> i just i i don't know i'm excited i'm excited for you i always knew i will say this when you were like i think it's done i'm like it's not done really yes you're so good at this you are i am a journalist by training i have taught journalists you are the best interviewer i've ever ever met well thank by you by far i the more and i put that in your review <laughs> Sorry. You did. Thank I'm you very obnoxious. much. No, but you're you not. are. I appreciate that. Uh, people, that's been something that has been interesting to me because I'm not traditionally someone who's very good at like recognizing. Uh, no, that's not true. I recognize. I'm not good at sort of publicly recognizing my skill sets or good things. It's bragging is what I'm afraid of, right? And it's not bragging. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to learn or I have learned. But so like... I do, in my heart, feel like I'm a damn good interviewer and I love doing it, which just is an endless cycle, right? My love for it probably makes me better, which then, you know, when you're better at something, you enjoy it more and it's this endless cycle, which is great. And so yourself, who's very kind saying that, many guests in the past, um, actually, yeah, the response from guests is always fantastic. Um, But then other people listening to the show, of course. And so that is something that I feel deep with many is like, no matter what happens, like this is something I'm good at and I want to continue doing in some way. Um, but I guess, see, I never, it's funny that you sort of like, no, he's, he's not going to stop. Like he'll just figure something else out. Like I never even thought of it that way. It's a real, it's a real issue. Like you're spending time on this. You're not getting paid. You are doing this out of just your own interest and at some point, you have to be like, I only have so many hours. I want to, you know, focus on my career. I want to see my kids. I want to have a life. I may not have time for this unless I'm being paid or unless it's getting me to an end. Like, there has to be a way that it fits into your life. And it wasn't that the concept wasn't right. I think it was just the delivery mechanism and how much time it was taking you to build an audience and produce each episode. That was the issue, I think. Yeah, probably. I think so. And I think, I think, like I said, that kind of comes back to motivation. Like, I don't, 
if you truly enjoy doing something, you know, whether you're getting paid or not, whatever your motivations are, like you will enjoy doing it enough that you will spend the time doing it. And I just wonder if, you know, where I'm at now, maybe, like I said, there are ways that I could reduce. I have, first of all, I have reduced the time I spend on it immensely since I've begun. Like as, as I think many creative projects work, the longer you're, you're doing it, the more you systemize it. And I'm someone who definitely believes in systemizing, but even where I'm at today, I don't have any desire really to keep systemizing in that way. I just, I, I really think, and that's kind of when I, that one, when I texted you and I was like, I think I need to pause it and I'm not sure if I'll ever hit play again. That's kind of like how I feel about this is it's like all these thoughts going through my head of like how I could keep this going or ways to systemize it, outsource, reduce time. I just want to pause. I just want to like stop. I think I want to just stop the train, take a breath, and then we'll see. Maybe the train starts back up. Maybe it's time for a new train. Like, But I sort of feel like and the irony of it all, right, is it's all self-induced. Like, no one made me do this. Like, I'm the one who wanted to produce 72 straight weeks of a podcast, right? Like, but maybe... On your own, by the way. Yeah. Important, important caveat. <laughs> yeah, that's true, Very without important. outsourcing. But, and I guess I've never experienced this before or that I can remember. Like, I'm just such a... I, I believe in such consistency and like, you know, going all in on ideas and, and really giving them full depth and breath to see what happens. That this idea of like, just pause without knowing what's going to happen after you hit pause. The first thought I had was like, well, you can't stop. If you stop, it's over. And then people, I don't know, forget about you and you failed and it's, you know, you're done. Like, but then I love because, you know, I kind of said that to you and you're like, well, no, like, it doesn't mean it's failed. Like, you just need to pause. Like, then just pause. Can you read this? It says, comfortable with uncertainty. Yeah. Pima Chaudron. It's amazing. The book it's, is comfortable with uncertainty. It's so funny. It's amazing. Yeah. And I've talked about that concept with so many people on the podcast I don't even think it's the uncertainty part that I struggle with. It's more the like stopping of the motion. Uh, it's this fear of whatever I'm trying to achieve, like, you know, so growth, so reaching more people, connecting more people, you know, all of those goals I have. If I stop the momentum, is it stopped? Do I have to now start fresh? I worked a year and a half to build that momentum. Do I have to start over again? I don't want to start over again. How many, you know, it's all that of, well, okay, I can't stop this. Like there's too much risk involved. But then I think it was just, maybe I'm realizing, no, well, maybe there's not too much risk, but either way I needed to just pause and see what happens. What if it's just a redirection? Like, I mean, what if it's a redirection and you just bring your audience onto Clubhouse? And you interview some of your alumni, which we're now calling them. <laughs> Clubhouse is only on iPhone, right? It's coming out on Android in the next month. Oh, okay. Good timing. Ah, the universe <laughs> conspires. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. And then you'd be like, hey, Lydia, come on the show. Hey, you know, Caleb is already on there. I've seen him on there. And like, just do conversations again. And like you can pick up and in the note, like in the show, you can be like to hear our first conversation, click here. 
And then they can just go hear you live. Oh my gosh. Right? I'm so. And your guests love you. Everyone's like, you're the best interviewer ever. (laughs) Of course, I would be interviewed by you on Clubhouse. (laughs) Right? You have the credibility. And then you just be like, we're now getting cool and hip. Podcasts are so 20, whatever. (laughs) 2020. (laughs) Yeah, kind of. They're so from a year ago. It's all about the clubhouse. Exactly. I'm definitely. You're just lighting up. I I see it. I have so many questions for you later. All right. We'll tell I mean, yeah, I'll tell you everything I learned in a day. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What was I going to say? You did touch on something. I wanted to come back to it. You talked about how you know you're a damn good interviewer, which you are, but you struggle with kind of putting it out there or talking about or owning it, I should say, right? You're nodding. Yeah. I, yeah. I think I have a confidence issue. You know, so it's interesting because that's now what I do all day is help people like figure this out exactly what this issue is, which is you know exactly what you are good at. You know what you want to do, but you're like, who am I to be like, I do X and who's going to believe me? And more importantly, yeah. who's going to like collaborate or hire or pay me for this? Right. But I feel like you're already doing it. Right. Yeah. And then I think what I have found the trick is, is rather than brag about yourself, just pivot it and make it about the person you're helping. Right. Like, You just need to be like, I'm Tim. I'm going through life in this crazy world. I'm very honest. I have conversations with people on all sorts of topics. I've interviewed all sorts of guests. This is what I do. You have a great story. I know people want to hear your story. I want to hear your story. Let me help you tell your story. I'm really good at this, and I'll make sure it's a great experience for you. Right? Yeah. I think that's definitely an option. Because it's just flipping it because, of course, we hate bragging about ourselves. It's unnatural. But what is natural is helping other people. Yes. Which is, I think so many of us naturally enjoy doing. I know I love, like, when I help someone, you just get that good feeling afterward. Like, it's, it's such a, I think there's some, like, psychology behind it. There's, like, this innate wiring in us that, you know, gets, I don't know what the chemicals are, but we get a positive reaction to helping others. We do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. I just feel like I want to like end and let you like go off on the train <laughs> to the distance. We go open clubhouse and be like, all right, how to make a club or whatever they're called. They have newbie clubhouse rooms. They're amazing. Everyone is so nice right now. Granted, there have been articles about like harassment and all that. So I'm sure that will happen. But Everyone is like on par with like Twitter, like August 2008 for like the people that were on Twitter in 2008. It's just like so vibrant and like, who are you? I'm me. I live here. Oh, cool. Let's chat. Let's collab. Okay. There are no brands. There are no salesy ads. I mean, there are some, but there's no like, it's just people connecting. It's exciting. (laughs) That is exciting. I wonder how much of the pleasantries or the more positive environment right now has to do with the audio medium. Like, and this is just a hypothesis of mine, but I can't imagine, like Twitter is just text. People will say anything over text. I'll say anything over text. I'm guilty of it. It's terrible. Like, it's like, you know, when people get behind the wheel of a car, they're no longer the same person. Everyone behind the wheel of a car is an idiot. 
Same thing with Twitter. But on Clubhouse, if it's an audio medium, like it's this, right? It's you and I speaking to each other. Like, that's going to be a lot different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's basically the four of us, you know, or whatever, 600 of us sitting in an auditorium together. And, you know, if I'm going to say something really terrible to somebody, I'm probably going to think twice about it. Versus if I was on Twitter, I would type it probably, you know, not me. Oh, this is an example. <laughs> I was just thinking about how they're going to have like bots program for Clubhouse to run you ads. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just going into like all the ugly stuff that's probably coming, but you know what, Tim, for right now, it's lovely. And I think you should be there with this. Show. I am definitely going to experiment. Cool. Oh, anything else you want to like chat about or get off your chest to like the world on this last format of your show that is not ending. <laughs> <laughs> get off my chest. No, I don't have anything to get off my chest. Um, I think I'll say this. Here's what I'll say. We'll see if anyone actually listens to the end. Because um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> you can no. track it all. Well, that's why I added um, at the end of every episode, I started a while back, I added a little call to send me an email and tell me what you had for breakfast this morning, which people have done, which is exciting because the only way you would hear that is if you listen to the end of the episode. It was just my way of tracking who listened to the end of the episode. And I am naturally curious about what people have for breakfast. But um, I'll say this, like in that same vein, if you've listened to this podcast before, I would love to hear from you and like how it affected your life or impacted you and you know positive or negative if it you know screwed you up i'd love to hear that but hopefully it didn't uh but yeah if you've listened i'd love to hear from you how can they get a hold of you that's a great question <laughs> you are a journalist um they could <laughs> and a marketer and a marketer yeah they could email me tim at we're only human com. and i suppose Perfect. now that you've brought this up I should create a, like a contact form for the website because it would have been so much easier just to say, go to the website and use the contact form. Wait, how do people get a hold of you right now? They email me because I save my email address at the end of the podcast or they well, find me it, somehow. Okay. So I think people probably were like, oh, I want to chat with him. What was his email? I don't remember. And then they forget. So what I've also learned today is I'm going to put a contact form on the <laughs> website. <laughs> This is the guy who, like, two days ago when I sent out my newsletter was like, let me help you with your email marketing, and you don't have a contact. <laughs> Great. I'm not taking your email advice anymore. <laughs> By the way, my open rate was phenomenal. So for the listeners, I uh, reintroduced my newsletter about being socially authentic and I hadn't used my newsletter list in over two years. And I did not know that's a no-no. <laughs> and Tim's laughing because he works with email. And um, I got a 50% open rate, which is amazing. And only nine unsubscribes. That's really good. Right? Really good. Which is an a, t a testament to when you create things that really help people and you do it because you just love it and you want to help them, they know and they will come back or they will follow you. Yeah. So now we will all follow you to Clubhouse. <laughs> I feel like I definitely have to go to Clubhouse now. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry if I made this so like inevitable. No, I like, no, no. And if you want to... Let me know about how this podcast has impacted you. Just use the contact form on we'reonlyhumanpodcast.com. That will totally be there when you hear this. Yes! <laughs> Our work here is done for now. <laughs> I am so looking forward to Tim being one of my first guests 
in the socially authentic club on Clubhouse. I'm ready. Where, where we talk about, I really want to talk. Oh, we can have that ill-fated conversation about if you really want to start a podcast, think about this first. <laughs> Let's do that. We should totally do that. I okay. am happy to participate in any capacity that you see fit. For context, in uh, what was that? August, Tim inspired me. Actually, he told me not to, but he still inspired me to start a podcast of my own. I did not tell you not to. I just was explaining the you know what are your reasons for doing it, so that you were going into this with the right motivation. That's all. I didn't have the right motivation because I burnt out before I released my first episode. There you go. Most podcasters do. Or so within the first is... three, I think. First three? Yeah, there's some stats out there. Most people, definitely less than 10, but most, there, a large majority of podcasts don't get past, let's say, the first 10. I think it's less. Well, I that was me twice. So um... That's you? And I can think of uh, two other people I know that in the past 12 months have started a podcast and not gotten past, let's say, six episodes at most. Okay. I want to have like a super candid conversation with you on my in my club about what you need to think about before you let's do the do podcast. It. Yes! I'm going to join the club. Right. This episode was brought to you by Clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Oh. I should say it was not. <laughs> <laughs> We just organically have been talking about Clubhouse a lot. It has nothing to do with uh, any sort of sponsorship. Everybody's going to ask for invites now. I, When I was on Clubhouse before we you hopped on here, um, I have six invites now, apparently. So <laughs> I got the stuff. I got the you swag. Got, <laughs> you got to raffle them off. <laughs> that is not violating any FTC guidelines, I hope. No, no raffles um, will be happening. <laughs> I'm so excited. Thank you for doing this. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. This is, like, I, I had this idea of like, when I text you about let's, I need to hit pause on this. And I was kind of like starting to think, I'm like, it'd be fun to like, just flip the tables and like close this run off with like, I'll be the guest. Cause I think that's fun. Get to know the host more. And then when I texted you that I was like, again, I'm like crazy idea in my head, but I'm going to make it real because I do want this to happen. And so I'm like, I texted you and I was like, Oh my God, what she, she's like that. No, that's like, Oh no, that's really weird. Like, don't do that. Like there was all this, like, what, what? Not, not because of you. This was all in my head of like, like, you know, you're like, Oh my gosh, they're not going to, this was a bad idea. I shouldn't have texted her. You know, all that sort of narrative going through my head. And then, of course, you were like, oh, that's awesome. Who do you want to interview? And I was like, well, I don't want her to. But again, she's going to maybe think that's not a good Wait, idea. Wait, you didn't want me to interview you? No, I did. Oh, yeah, I think you said I don't want her to. No, I do want her to. <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, sorry. No, <laughs> we no I sorry, did. Is it too late? But then I was like, I couldn't tell if like you, you know, like, and so luckily you're like, oh, I did want to. So this worked Oh, out. yay. I'm so glad I was obtuse and asked you. <laughs> no, no. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I think this is such a, this feels like closure for me to, for this chapter of We're Only Human in the form it's taken for the past year and a half to, to close, you know, to wrap it up for this, this chapter. It feels really exciting. I'm so thrilled for you and all of us. If you want to 
let me know about how this podcast has impacted you, just use the contact form on we're only human podcast.com. That will totally be there when you hear this.